All right, so want to do a little heart? Yes. A little heart, a heart for the thumbnail. Do, 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 Okay. Hello and namaste sabedana harulai. Welcome to Gekura Kastakura. All right, so this month it's going to be a little bit different because we obviously have two different hosts. Um, I'm Angelica. And I'm Ernimo. This podcast was started by the Nimaste team to tell our stories and talk about universal and relatable experiences that we all share as Nepali youths living abroad. And as always, these podcasts will be uploaded on the last Friday of every month and shared on our YouTube channel and Spotify. So we're really glad you're here. Aja Kokura is... Angresi and Nepali Kurakani, also known as English and Nepali Conversations. Okay, let's start this bad boy. Okay, so <laughs> I think you should start first. I should start first? Yes. Um, all right, so let's establish something. Okay. We're going to try to speak in Nepali and English. Well, that's really difficult. Nepali and English Kurakani. It's not even English, it's Angresi. You just you just sat in your own trap right there. Mind games. Sometimes it's um feels like um you wanna say something, like you have your intent there, yep. but what you're trying to communicate doesn't come out that way. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> Like, I feel like I get it, but I don't get it. Like, okay, I guess sometimes when I'm trying to say ma muk majirako, like majirako and dweko is the same thing essentially, right? But if I say ma muk majirako, my parents will laugh at me. Yeah, like, it's it's because if you, okay, to translate what majirako and dweirako, right? It yep. goes to English. It just means washing. Yep. So if you're washing dishes versus if you're washing your face, it's still the same thing. You're just washing different things. But then when you're dweirako something um, versus majirako, it has it's a different like, connotation. Yeah, but it's like the same thing. But it's just like, it's like one difference. What's the difference? I don't know. I guess it's just odd to say that you're a majirako, your face, because you wash dishes. Oh, maybe, like, it's because it's, like, dweko is, like, for animals, not objects. But, <laughs> but like, majirako is for, like, objects, you know? So, like, if I had this container, so if I'm washing this, you know? So, I guess it's like that. But I feel like it's really difficult to do that if you're not a native speaker because that's true um you know one thing i was gonna say i'm gonna do a priyanka chopra like nick Jonas move <gasps> do, 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 do. okay so basically what i was trying i was thinking about is it's because i'm brown you did that no but then it's because you're brown you did that all <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so um when i was thinking about this too like when you were saying these words when I think about doirako versus majirako, like doirako, I see like clothes. Like it's right. like it's like doirako. Like it's like, you know but how then why pictures would you and be words. Washing you why would you be washing your teeth like if you would be washing no. your But then ma no doirako versus majirako. Majirako I like have a picture of like majing. Okay. Right? Doirako, like I see like like water, wash, soap. I don't know how to explain it. 
So you need to say you, you, you know need to say you can't say you made a face majirako. Let's read a let's reach a conclusion and say made a mukmapani yakiratsu. And I think that's fine. That's I'm weird. putting water on my face. But then like how? Are you drowning yourself? What if, no, I feel like that's not what you say. I feel like you're saying I feel like you would say Yes. So I don't think you would say Doirako. No. Or even Majirako. I feel like we kind of just played into our own mind games. Yeah, but Safagarakupan it has a lot of things, right? When you Safagar, you're making it clean. So how do you make it clean? You wash your face. Yes. I think that's how Nepali sort of works. Because you wouldn't say like I'm Safar I'm made of Luga Safagayatu. That's just weird. You can say Miruluga Sofata. I think Sofa is Miruluga Sofata. It's like an adjective. Yes. Right? But yeah, I'm like, like, my brain is frozen. It's just. So, like, we've reached a conclusion, though, that you would rather say Safa Goriako. No! Miruluga Sofata. Yeah, but how would you say I'm washing my face? Mom made a mukwash go down too. Oh, <laughs> it makes a little English okay. in that Nepali. Oh, yes, I think that's that's valid. That's that's kind of like our experiences to begin with for a long time as well. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard. I feel like like what we talked about before. It's really difficult. Like I feel like when we're I feel like it's good that we try to use Nepali words like safagariako or majirako or like you know dhoirako. But like, like it's like the it's like the A for effort, but like <laughs> it's not there, you know. But it's still good because you're trying to put that effort. But I feel like that's a barrier that's only crossed by like native speakers, because I feel like in safagariako, doirako, majirako, I feel like there's a better word. I think it would be a nice idea to ask our parents to be on the podcast today because there are. Very good Nepali speakers. Yes. Um, and as if people don't know, like my Nepali is like third grade Nepali. My Nepali grade is pro- like probably worse than a kindergarten. But you learned Nepali all by yourself. That's I very true. The alphabet. How was learning the alphabet for you? It was really difficult. It was really weird because I still don't remember what the da 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 is or the the saw. No, the saws so are like fine. four different saws. No, there's. Two different saws. No, no, no. But there's three different saws. Three different saws. Yes. There's like... Saw, shaw, saw, shaw, and... Yeah, but there's like four da's and there's like four ta's. I feel like Nepali really puts a lot of emphasis on different kind of sounds. Like, how can you make a sound make more soft or more... What's the opposite of soft? Hard. Hard. Or coarse. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, because like, if you said gora... Versus Koda. No, like, for real. How? Koda versus Koda. No, for real. How would you, like, okay, I feel like you would, fine, in English, I feel like it would be fine because you would write G-O-R-A or, like, G-H-O-R-A. But I feel like if somebody who wasn't Nepali, like, thought, oh, it doesn't matter if I say, like, Gora or Koda, then they'd, like, be different. Like, it'd be, like, really different. Because, like, Gora means someone, like, a person who is... Well, just Gora just means white. White. (laughs) Well, that's true. And then Koda is horse. So if you were, like... It's just, it's just different. Like you just have to be very particular about the sounds you use. And when I was thinking about that too, this is something that I think Nepali Nepali ignore Oh God. It's hey Pagwan. Hey Pagwan. Not oh God. Also, if you don't, if you remember the movie, that's two. 
oh my god it's not oh my god it's oh my gods because there's so many different gods okay we don't have to get into that religion right now all right that's true but what i was trying to say we're going through an identity crisis because we don't know the difference between gora and gora i mean we do wait i lost my thought okay wait (laughs) wait i remember it's like you know how in french yes (laughs) i was like my versus me huh huh like corn versus butt. Did I, I just hear butt? No, okay, just move on. What are we talking about? What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that um, in English, in, in Nepali, basically, when you end off a sentence, like, ta versus chi, <laughs> I think, like, ule gartan, I don't know, there's like a way that your verb ends in a way that that explains if that subject itself is a masculine subject or a feminine subject. I gotta subject. tell you this, buddy. Yes. I did not graduate grade one Nepali. I did not graduate grade two Nepali. I did not graduate grade into grade three Nepali. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like I know what you're talking about because like, you know how in Nepali the vowel, there's like a, there's like a, yeah, but it's like, which one do you use? I don't know. I feel a lot of times when I'm, the only way I learn Nepali at this point I would say is I read like the Hamra Hamra Patro or like Kantipur. I don't even know, but like those things. And the more words I see, the more the, the pattern I see in terms of how words are phrased together, and that's mm. how I write. It's just it's weird, but it's like intuition. Like when you're writing Nepali, if a word looks bad or like it doesn't like look right, just like how when you're writing English and you're trying to understand if a spelling is right or not, like you have the intuition, like is there an extra e or is it not an extra e? That's how I feel with Nepali and stuff. I think I agree because when I was reading like Nepali books with like Papa, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the more I read it, like the more frequent words came up, so I was able able to read it fast. But like if there was like a new word, it would take me longer to decipher it, right? So I feel like it's just a lot of practice that goes when you're trying to know what a word is or how to write a word. Mm-hmm. 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 Reach a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Okay. It depends. Okay? Like, for example, in French. Do you know why I screw up in French? Screw up? I screw up in French. Because you don't speak French? No. I speak amazing French. My amazing. accent is there. But the only reason I feel like I'm not very good at French is because I think, like, in my brain, I'm like, how... Look at me. Don't look at that piece of table. There's a chocolate right here. No, but I'm more important. Mixed with candy. You can't sponsor this. We're not getting sponsored by these companies. You're gonna, we're gonna get like, YouTube's gonna take down our video. You gotta bur- blur that. Okay. Blur that. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. No, but like, I feel like for me personally, it's only, it's, I feel like it's bad. If you're a proficient in a language, you shouldn't be thinking about what to say. I feel like you should just be like, you should just go out there. You know, like for French, because sometimes I think about how would I say this in English, but that's like not what you're supposed to do if you're a proficient speaker. Like, okay, now it's bad because I'm speaking, like thinking about how to say it in English. Okay, no, no, no. So it's like the pressure is there. It's okay, okay, okay. Take a deep breath in. <laughs> okay. Come. You didn't, you didn't put your breath. 
again, in the audience too, if you guys feel a lot of pressure with our conversation, take a deep breath with us. Exactly. Let's go in. Okay. My life. No, I'm good. How do you okay. feel? ซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซุกุนมาซ
Zabama understands Gartsuki that there isn't this element of pressure and that it's okay to basically like clump Nepali and English words together. Then I feel like that helps me learn more Nepali, if that makes sense. I get more comfortable with learning Nepali. So I guess a follow-up question to that is that... It's an interview, am I being interrogated? I mean, you are talking very nicely and... But what I was trying to say <laughs> is that um, how do you get out of that comfort zone? Or like, how do you make yourself feel comfortable? Is it always, does it depend on like, because you can't control your speaking to, right? Yeah, but how do you like, what's your, what's your own take? Like, how are you learning it? Or like, what do you think? I feel like the, the more Maile understand Gartsuki, my mistake, but like, Nepali to me, but there, there, there's going to be mistakes because I'm not like, I wasn't raised in Nepal, right? And I still find it like very good that I can still speak my language, like, despite the fact of not having, you know, top level grade three academic Nepali. Let's go! But like, I. A wise person once told me that you're going to make mistakes, but you have to learn from those mistakes. Who's the wise person? You. Number one insertion, number one model. Right up here. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's really nice to hear. That's really nice to hear. What about you? Like, when you speak Nepali, do you have this, like, a sense that there's this added pressure on for you? Or that, like, there's a need to speak perfectly? Or, like, why you feel that. Or if you don't, then that's fine, too, you know? I think, for me, Malai Afu Mate Garvalakta, Garvalak, I'm proud, yeah. that at least I'm still able to speak Nepali in a way. And so, when I try to speak Nepali and even Nepali bowl too, um, I just feel happy, right? Um, obviously, I wish that I wish that I'm able to speak Nepali like more fluently but it's just difficult because I don't think I have like I haven't really met a lot of people that are Nepali my age who also speak Nepali right? fluently fluently um so with me must stay I think it really helps especially when um like when Nepali bolira and also like out of topic thing but I also feel that when you aren't able to speak your mind, like you're not able to express yourself fully. Like because my Nepali vocabulary is so limited, um, sometimes like it, I think it limits how much I can think in Nepali, which is kind of difficult, right? So it really helps when someone just like unmutes their mic and be like, oh, are you searching for this word? And then I add that into my vocabulary. In your mind. That's the word. Okay. And the word next time is gonna be like I feel so smart. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I actually know Nepali. Yeah. But I guess it's like it proves that you're only able to learn and fully understand a language when you have that community to learn it with, yeah. right? Exactly. Like do you know sorry, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No. 
No, I'm just saying community that like, that's supportive and that's like respectful and it's not judgmental, right? Then that's how you're able to flourish and learn. Um, if someone's always going to be complaining about like oh, every word you sucks. say, exactly, it's wrong. But that's not how you pronounce gora or gora. Then you're they not suck. gonna speak able to speak it properly. Also, properly, <laughs> perfectly. But also, like, who cares if you make mistakes, right? Like, you make these mistakes and you learn from them. Yeah. Also, like. It's interesting because do you remember that time we went to Nepal when we were like like five years ago, but like I couldn't speak Nepali. So like me being in Nepal, me being like around people who just spoke Nepali, because like people like in Nepal, they obviously can speak English, right? But sometimes like your grandparents, they can speak a little bit of English, but it's not to the same extent in terms of communication, right? So like, I feel like when you're also within a community where you're kind of forced to speak like that language it's easier to learn as well mm-hmm. uh can i add one more thing what's, what's up okay you know how we were talking about the question about like this added pressure and how sometimes we feel like we need this to be able to speak nepali perfectly i feel like there's also this level of like having sanskar like this idea that sanskar like sanskar as in discipline not discipline but like sans- sanskriti I, I don't know if that's the right word but like kind of discipline because it's like if you're able to like if you're able if you're able to speak nepali then you have that sanskar like that you have that like you know what i'm talking about i understand the boy has sanskar like like my sanskar like how your parents raised you like it kind of reflects like your 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 community and like your learning around and how that affects you as a person individually yeah sanskar um, but I feel like sometimes that can be also very detrimental because sometimes you're just unable to, like, you just don't know how to speak Nepali, right? And when people are like, oh, the mindset of sanskar like, like, I mean, they won't say that to your face, right? But, like, you can kind of assume that that's being said or, like, oh, right like i feel like there's that added pressure that oh if i i need to have the sanskar i need to please people and i need to like so that's why i need to speak nepali that takes away from learning like a language or just like being part of like some like identity that's special to you right it feels like you're forced to be in it and also whenever you try it's like it's never enough that's a really not a good space to be in and you need to kind of get out of that um, which is why, if you're all interested, well, join mm-hmm. us in our conversation in Namaste. Also, I feel... Wait, I lost my train of thought. I actually lost my train of thought. No, but so I was also going to say it. something about that sanskar thing, right? Um, like, first of all, it's important to understand that for a lot of like Nepalese youth, we're coming from Nepal at a very young age it's already like difficult to integrate into a Canadian culture, learning a new culture, and you have like your own identity as well. Um, and you don't have, it's difficult to share that part of the personal like identity with other people because people don't resonate that thing with you. You can resonate with your friends if they're like immigrants because they have a similar experience, experience. but they're not like from Nepal. Like there's some things in Nepal, like maybe the food or maybe a way you um, go about doing something that is not personally shared and when you can't express those things that part of you just gets shut off and then so why are we blaming them on sanskar 
Like, if you were in it's Nepal... Like, it's not, like, anything about Sanskara upbringing. I feel like it's just the community that you're raised in. Obviously, if you're filled in, like, a community where people, a lot of people are like, you got no Sanskara. Then you're like, bro, I don't want to have no Sanskara. And then you're like, Nepali culture? Banned. But, like, if you're, like, in a community that's like, eh, Nepali learning is good. Like, it's, like, good for you because you learn about your identity. You're like, hmm, Nepali identity. I want to check that out. Yeah, the community kind of shapes how you, how your perception on um, anything, literally, right? It's really interesting. Um, yeah. That was a very deep talk. I it think so stemmed, too. I don't even know where it stemmed from, but that was like very deep. I think it stemmed from Toiratsa or Majiratsa, our face. And then it got to Sanskar. Exactly. Which was kind of it's deep. deep. Right? Because, yeah, something I feel like. Most of us have probably come across or experienced um, with a feeling of comparison or feeling of just not doing enough when in, in reality, like you are trying your best depending on your circumstance and your environment. It's just, if you were in Nepal, like obviously you're going to be like an amazing Nepali speaker, but in terms of speaking English, it would be a lot difficult, right? Because um, like Nepali is spoken most in there. Oh, okay, Nepal does have but- a lot of different languages. I also feel like also mm-hmm. in terms of what you're saying, like it's really difficult to sometimes learn Nepali because there's like, I feel like there's no advantage to it. Like, for example, you know how like in IB or whatever, they actually provide learning courses on like Hindi or like Mandarin or like French oh, and stuff, okay. right? For people who don't know what IB is, I oh, guess and IB is like an international baccalaureate program and you have to take like a language course and usually that's like languages like mandarin french spanish hindi like etc etc i guess languages that are more prominently spoken um is... and you have like an advantage in like for example french in canada is like you get an advantage for being bilingual if you speak mandarin then that's like really good in terms of job course but like i don't know what kind of advantage you're going to have if you speak nepali in the I guess the larger prospect, but at the same time, not a lot of people speak Nepali. I feel like it's like a pride to take part of a language that's important to you that your ancestors have spoken for a long time, and it's part of your story. And it's really interesting because no one can take that away from you. I um, guess it's also like separating the fact that like your identity doesn't have to like okay this is kind of a cliche but like your identity doesn't have to merge with what society feels is important or is not important like just because nepali isn't being spoken around by a lot of people doesn't like deem it any less important than other like cultures right Mm -hmm. because i feel like sometimes when people try to learn languages they try to learn languages that are most useful like most spoken like german etc etc but i just don't know why like somebody that isn't nepali would try to learn nepali if that makes sense I think you raise a good point. There aren't, honestly, there aren't a lot of, I guess, Nepali speakers as there are other speakers in the world. And it makes sense. Like, Nepal is a small country and our population isn't as large either. But Nepali is a great language. I think it's, I feel like it's very poetic. It's very beautiful. And if you want to visit Nepal and talk to people there, I think it's really great. Um, And also, I just feel happy to talk to Nepali in my personal experience just because I can speak to my grandma and my grandpa and my granddad everybody um so like it kind of shows that like when you are trying to learn Nepali or when you're trying to speak Nepali it's mostly self-driven it's not for like the benefit of I guess doing well in terms of like productivity or like 
you know that makes sense like usefulness it's just basically who you are and it's not it's not like for you to use it as an advantage if that makes sense like i don't know how to explain that but just like there's no like ill like mindedness towards it you speak nepali because you want to speak nepali not because you think it's going to help you in the future but like it does help you it will help you yeah it'll help you like connect with people and like people who are nepali but just i feel like like people who are not nepali also uh speak nepali right it's important it's like um for example when you're learning something that you want to do like maybe like solving like a rubik's cube or even painting or even drawing or singing you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to make go the biggest impact in the world That's with true. my you voice. Just, you just do it because you want to and it's something special. It's something that you do it because, I don't know, I, I, I'm feeling very poetic, but like, well, your heart tells you to, right? This is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is one of, one of the things I value and thus I will continue doing. And I guess for me, um, that is like learning Nepali and Nepali ma bolne chai garni kuraho. Yeah, I don't think there needs to be like an outcome. If you force an yeah, outcome I feel like to be, that's, that's like performative action in my like opinion, and mm-hmm. we often see like performative action happening a lot. You know. Yeah, we don't want to force something because if you force something, it's not going to be genuine, and if, if it's not genuine, you can't it, you can't connect with the things that you want to connect with. It's just very forced. So just do it because you want to, and I think it will just show. Yeah. So it's like this, like. No, it's just like this, like, reached conclusion of how from toeko to majirako, like the fact that Nepali words have different connotations that sometimes only native speakers are able to access, right? But that shouldn't be, like, something bad because you're still trying to make an effort because, like, learning Nepali, no matter how wrong, not wrong, but, like, no matter how much mistakes that you can, like, come across or make. Like, for example, when I say bora instead of boi sometimes, bora... Bora Bora is a place. Bora Bora is a place? Yes. Bora is also like a bag. Bora is a bag? But like... Bora... Bori. Bori is the... The, uh, the beans. The beans. Yes. Yeah. Bora, bora is a bag. Yes. But like I sometimes say Bora instead of Bori. But sometimes I feel like it's... I'm saying Bori but not Bora. But sometimes it's Bora and not Bori. Anyways. Yeah. So I feel like you're going to make a lot of like mistakes when you try to speak in Nepal. You're trying to communicate with like individuals, right? But... The fact that there's a community and that the fact that it's really self-driven it helps helps a lot <laughs> no, no, i know what you're saying it's yeah. a lot of change and i think we've been speaking for a long time so it's okay to have these like small little but i know what you're saying like when you have a community and you have someone someone that can rely on you can bounce off ideas and when you can bounce off ideas you're able to learn and then you just feel generally good about yourself like, i feel really good like, right talking now talking it. to you because i feel like we're kind of understanding like more about ourselves in a way you know like the the fact that oh if if my nepali is not good as someone else doesn't mean like i'm any less nepali it just means that i probably have to work not harder but like as long as i still have this like self-driven like force inside of me that wants to see yeah and makes me that wants me to like learn and connect to more nepali individuals than like Maybe, like, one day I'll reach a point where, like, my Nepali is eventually very good, you know? But that can only start when people yeah. around you speak Nepali and encourage you to speak Nepali. Yeah, you can only... Like, I think my French teacher used to tell me this, too. Like, you can only learn a language by speaking a language. That's true. Right? Yeah. You can't just, like, learn by the books. 
I mean, technically, like, not, like, the copying down stuff. Yeah, you can, like, learn the grammars, but unless, until and unless you put it into words and actually speak it to mean what it, what you want it to mean, you're not going to be able to learn a language. Yeah, that was a really good conversation, I would say, today that we had. How do you feel? (laughs) Well, okay, I feel like at the beginning, I was feeling a little scared because it didn't, like, it just felt like, Right? But it's really interesting how when we dive mm-hmm. more into these things and like the logistics and the like the linguistics. Linguistics. It's the linguistic. I don't know how to say in French. <laughs> yeah, linguistic. I don't know. But like it's interesting how when we go over like things like that may seem surface level, we're able to like dig deeper. <laughs> into like something that <laughs> okay yeah no you know what i'm saying no i think no i i understand i feel that um i feel like you did a really good job breaking the ice making something more playful because to dive into a very deep conversation you need to like be comfortable enough to talk about it so it was nice to talk about that because i think it's a big issue like i still we still have this conversation with our mom too right about like the hueco and like the washing stuff like that so obviously it's good um yeah, I feel, I feel great. I feel like I learned a lot from you. Yes. I think I learned a lot from you too. And it wasn't just DMAC. You altered my DMAC. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very honored. Okay. Okay. I think we have reached the end of our podcast. It's already the end? Yes. Oh my god. You've been speaking that long? <laughs> I, I have been speaking so long that... I'm not making, like, my coherency is being not coherent. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it was a really good um, conversation. Of course, like, we would love to know what you guys thought of this conversation as well. Uh, this is going to be posted, or it is posted, I guess, right now <laughs> on YouTube and on Spotify. Um, so if you have any questions regarding our conversation or we would like to hear more, we would love to hear um, from you guys. Um on our on our social media pages yes. uh so yeah everything is basically linked on our beacons page as well this is a link that you will be able to see under link right here or if you're listening on spotify um it's going to be like in the caption itself right so yeah thank you so much all for listening um and being with us till the very end tanya bad tanya bad and we will see you next time in our next podcast can we do that like one tiktok outro it's like do 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 like can you teach me i don't know because like it's like and then we dab it up and then we go like one two three okay let's try it it it. doesn't fall on the ground okay five six seven
所在，点都不来，孤单等干嘛？不该的，老狗马来马带的，热爱的点都拿着，马背的包。Shatrane, I die. 